Hey everybody, welcome to the More Than a Test Score podcast. I'm your host, Keith Greiser, and on this show we'll be talking about education, motivation, and inspiration. The stories from the classroom and the schools that go beyond a test score because no one score can ever quantify what really happens in a schoolhouse. Welcome to the More Than a Test Score podcast. I'm your host, Keith Greiser, and in this episode, I get to talk to my own superintendent, Mr. Stephen McCauley. He inspires me as a principal under his tutelage, and I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to get his thoughts, ask a few questions, and share that with my team and with you, the podcast listeners, today. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Stephen McCauley. All right, Stephen, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for being here with me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. And I just had a few questions. Um, if you could, just tell us about your path to becoming superintendent. Well, Keith, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and share what, what I can. Uh, I think I've got a very unique path to uh, superintendency. Uh, I, I think some people might call it the fast track, if you will. Um, about four years ago, I was a classroom teacher at Paris Middle and High School. I taught uh, health and PE and uh, Jobs for America's graduate course. Uh, that summer, we hired a new superintendent, Kim Bicknell, uh, and he at that time did not have his DPP certification, and, and our previous superintendent had that, and uh, I was one of the few people in the district that did have that and was able to take on that role uh, and then as well as the the current elementary principal at that time uh, was looking for someone to fill a, a SAM or a Dean position and she petitioned the new superintendent for that so I was able to get into administration at that time uh, did that for a little over a year was transitioned to a central office position as director of operations over transportation HR and DPP continued to do DPP throughout uh, and then about a year later after that, I was named assistant superintendent. And then six months after that, I was hired as the uh, superintendent. So I went from classroom to superintendent in about three years. So that's, I'm going to write a book about that someday. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, is there a lesson or a class from your superintendent classwork, your studies at the university, that you feel was extremely beneficial to you in your first year of being superintendent? And then to follow up on that, is there something you wish they would have spent some more time on? Good question. Uh, all the coursework and the instruction I had in that superintendent program was just phenomenal. I probably got somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 college credit hours uh, uh, over my lifetime, which is a lot, as you can probably imagine. And those 12 hours were easily some of the most beneficial. Uh, Stu Silverman taught two of those classes, and, and Dr. Kevin Hubbs taught two of the others. And, man, they were just so on point. There was so much uh, real, real-time information that was, was relevant. And then I was lucky and blessed. To, the previous superintendent here, Kim Bicknell, was, took me on as a, ment as a mentor. Uh, and while I'm taking those courses, you know, he would we would be talking about that information i mean I, i'd get off the those online classes um and, and people were coming from different experiences but ken had given me so much experience in such a short amount of time that i 
I called him a couple of nights and I was like, I feel like I could teach this class right now because I was so in-depth, so embedded in the budget and the HR or some of the personnel stuff that it was, I just had a leg up, even though being, like I said, the fast track, I had a leg up because he gave me so many opportunities. I mean, sat me down beside him at, at every juncture, uh, talking to the board attorney, dealing with difficult issues, uh, as well as uh, as many of the good things we got going on. So. I don't have a specific course. Uh, it really, it's, it's kind of a as needed. Uh, I would say my my growth area is and always will be instructional leadership. That's not my strong background. I'll be the first one to tell people that. So that's that's an area that that uh, I'll try to continue to grow in. But as Dr. Hub put it, uh, I feel like almost my main role in this position is to provide support for principals like you and, and, and others to be the real instructional leader, take away the barriers. So if you got a problem, I don't need you laying awake talk thinking about, well, my, my air conditioning is not going to work, or I don't have what I need for this resource for our teachers. I want to say, yes, you get it. And that, that's kind of the way with that I instructionally lead is by trying to support you guys with everything operationally that you can really focus on the instruction. So that may be a backwards way of thinking of it, but that, that's how I, I look at it. So to follow up on that, was the mentor uh, something that you just did on your own, or was that a part of the class requirement? Yeah, so when, you know, not not a ton of people know this, but I actually applied for the superintendent position previously with no administrative experience. So that's, uh, that's one of my, uh, you know, not going to throw away my shot type of moments. Uh, but so I applied, and, and then after I didn't get it and shouldn't have gotten it, and know the board was wise and not considering me for that so I, I know that now but I didn't know that then I was like it was open and uh, I was like I didn't want to miss this opportunity I mean they could have hired some this is my dream job and they could hire somebody and they'll be here 20 years and I'll never get to do it so I, I put it out there still to this day the best thing I've ever done career-wise was apply for something I had no shot at uh, because it it let people know here that I was had the ambition to do it and was excited and interested in doing that so um, but as far as mentor, so then when Ken Bicknell took on the role of superintendent very soon on, because I was his DPP, uh, I told him, you know, I want to be a superintendent. And as soon as I told him that, like, it went from, hey, I think it would be cool to be superintendent to, I think he wanted it for, for more for me than I even did. So uh, that was, that when it, his leadership in that just, he just ran with it. And uh, there was no, he was like, oh, all right, you want to be a superintendent? Here you go. We're starting today, and it was just a crash course from day one, all things superintendent. So that's kind of goes back to the, so the mentor was huge, and it really just came about by saying, "Yeah, I want to be a superintendent." <laughs> be careful what you say. Yeah. So, Stephen, I named the podcast more than a test score. It's one of my things that I came in, I interviewed at Paris about, I believe kids are more than a test score. I believe schools are more than any test score that can ever quantify. And I believe districts are that way too. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you is what awesome things are happening in Paris district that maybe can't be measured by a test score? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad you've, you've had that mindset and I I hope that our school continues to move in that, in that mindset, myself included. Uh, it's always going to be the public measuring stick, and it's something that I, if we're doing the right things in all the other areas, those will come, and I, I firmly believe that. Uh, man, there's there's so much going on right now that's that's positive. 
I, I like to tell people that we're the community school. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, that's a hashtag I put out very almost as much as Paris Pride because uh, I want us to be the community school. I want us to be engaged. I want us to provide opportunities for kids that when they graduate, they have a path. You know, I had an interview or part of a question paneling yesterday, and my question was, you know, or my idea was that we, we see the senior shrug too often right now where, hey, you're a senior. Oh, great. What are you doing next year? And they shrug, and we, we want to try to eliminate that with our graduate profile. Uh, that is I don't think it says anything about a test score in there at all. So, and and you, the principals and our assistant superintendent has spent tons of time developing that, and that's the model we're we're under. Uh, the partnerships we have uh, with with opportunities with with colleges, uh, unique experience. You know, we've got our strings program that's coming in at the elementary school. Our partnerships at Georgetown College here with uh, uh, golf and basketball that we'll be doing in you know golf hopefully in a couple of weeks. Uh, just providing opportunities that make this a unique place to be like I want this place to be when I when I first came here people talk well I went to school here in the 40s and my parents moved to, to, to High Street on Paris so that I could go to in the 1940s so that I could go to Southside Southside Elementary and I'm like yeah that's what I want and wake up every day with the mindset of you know what if I was running a school district, what could we do? And then I'd say, I am running a school district, let's do it. So uh, that's huge. We're, we've got, we're, we're just trying to continue to build those partnerships, uh, opportunities, the UK next gen stuff. Like I said, we've got kids in our high school that are gonna graduate with 30 plus credit hours that are not gonna pay a dollar for it out of pocket from the University of Kentucky, live streamed in instruction from a UK professor. So. It's, it's just phenomenal uh, what's happening here and is only gonna get bigger and better because um, we're all in and, and trying to make this the spot where, I literally want this to be the spot where people move here so their kids can come here. Uh, one of the things that we've studied in this class um, that I'm taking for the, that I'm doing the podcast for is school branding. And the whole idea of telling your own story, getting out there in front of the community where you're the one telling the, the dictation instead of someone else telling the story for you because they might not put the, the same spin on it that you do. And I know that that's been one of the most important things when you came on as superintendent was that we're going to tell our story and we're going to tell our story and we're going to make it. Uh, the place where people do want to come. Um, so I think it was cool that that's part of the class that I'm taking, but I wanted to know what brought that about as part of your core belief that a school district needs to tell their own story. Cool. Well, I, mean, I think you could, you could write a book on this with the stuff that you're doing here. Uh, it's just impressive how you've taken and, and ran with that, that model. Um, I think that came from, I, I saw a gap you know, being in the district and, and saw the, the good things that we were doing. And I saw a hole that I thought, you know, there's so much positive going on here that people just don't know about. And, you know, and I go home and tell my wife about something we're doing here or, and she'll just be like, wow, you should probably tell people about that. That's pretty awesome. And it just came from that, that, that mindset and, and that I just thought we were missing some opportunities and, we're not going to miss opportunities to tell our story. Um, and I think it just does more than just 
oh, hey, people walking down the street, I think they're doing pretty good stuff down there at Paris. It sounds sounds pretty cool. It, it I think it changes the morale in the buildings. I, change, I think it changes the morale of our student population and our parents. We're, people are believing in what we're doing. They're on our team uh, and just opens that communication. And I, and I feel like we've dominated the message with positivity. Not that there's not negative things that go on, but uh, it's built up some grace because we're we're, we are focusing on the positive and we're sharing the good things that we're doing. So, like I said, I've, I've been more more blown away by what you've done with that here at Paris Elementary. Like, you know, people should just follow you to learn how to market your school because you're, you're doing it day in and day out. So, uh, yeah, you, you, the, the vision I had for this being a priority, you know, day one, my first day on the job, July 1st, 10 a.m., first principal meeting, line item agenda one, social media uh positive promotion of the district item 1a and that's uh that's something that uh is important and like i said i think you've taken that to heart and i think it's been beneficial for us uh, there's still other areas we need to grow and we can continue to grow in that area but I, I just i saw the hole and i saw the opportunity and i think i think it's paying dividends and i, I feel like there's some positive momentum positive momentum here uh, due largely in part to that What advice do you have for me and the other superintendent candidates that are in this class uh, that we're, I'm going through the cohort with? Um, I think grab a hold of all the experience you possibly can. Uh, that, that's, that's advice number one. Um, you know, get into budgets, get into personnel, uh, learn, learn some of the Ask, ask other superintendents or assistant superintendents, you know, what's the tough stuff? Because that's, you know, that's why you're in the seat is the deal to, to, to all the easy problems get solved long before they get to, to my plate. Uh, so find out what those tough things are and, and, you know, think through your head. How would you, how would you play it? And, and sometimes it doesn't matter if you would do it differently than I might or someone else might. It's, it's how you deliver it uh, and, and how you've communicated it. Uh, uh, I think that's been that's been big. So, uh, learning what those those pitfalls can be, uh, controlling the communication, which we're we're trying to do here. Uh, last thing I would be is is find that mentor. Like literally, go to someone and say, "I want to be a superintendent. Will you be my mentor?" Say those words. You tell any I know, probably of the hundred and seventy one superintendents here, I've spoken with, hundred and twenty of them. And every single one of them would take that and run and drag you, to, like Ken did me, into a superintendent position. They want people that are eager eager to do that, and and I think there's a, a, a little bit of a shortage, not just a teacher shortage, but I think there's some leadership shortage just because it is tough and it is a it's a hard job and uh, it's taxing on family time and it's taxing uh, on, on what. On, on things you might normally do, I don't play as much golf as I used to. So uh, that, that's part of that's 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 one part you got to consider. But uh, making sure your family's on board with it, getting a mentor, uh, and then just talking through, you know, thinking out all the time. You know, how you put your superintendent hat on. What do you think about this? And that's that's really the best you can do to prepare. You can't really prepare because stuff comes at you that I just would have never even wrapped my head around almost daily. But as long as you've you've gotten that mindset of of uh, hey it's it's going to be all right you've got perspective uh, I think that's that's huge but yeah that's that's the quick advice I'd have for you. 
Well, thanks a lot, Stephen. I appreciate your time. And uh, I know that other folks will hear, enjoy hearing about your experiences and the advice that you have for us, the other folks in my class. Uh, I think the more experienced superintendents we can come into contact with, the better. But I also think that working with some folks who are early on in the superintendency has a different perspective um, than somebody who's been in the superintendency for 20 years. So I appreciate you coming on as a as a first year superintendent because you're fresh out of the classroom and you can tell us things that uh, that we need to focus our time on. So thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me today on the More Than a Test Score podcast. I'm your host, Keith Greiser, and I hope that you will share and subscribe to this podcast. But most of all, I hope that you know, no matter what anybody says, you are more than a test score.